Episode 7 of the Sales Change Podcast is Will and Joe from St. James Studio. They're both effervescent, lively. They've got a passion to create something that means something to their clients. They want to do things the right way and deliver value consistently. We chat about where they want to be in five years' time. This is a slightly different podcast as we're talking about the future and we're not looking back. It's full of hopes and plans and this is a good thing to focus on right now. Will talks of his desire to become a professional racing driver. Joe chats about what he sees the company actually looking like when you walk through the door in five years' time. They both answer the Sales Change 5 questions, and it's actually a really fun and lively episode. You're going to enjoy this one. Just take some time to pop onto your podcast platform, rate us five stars, leave that comment, because that would be nice. Welcome, Will and Joe, to the Sales Change Podcast. Thank How are you, you guys? Thank you for having us. Well excited about this. Tell me about the St. James Studio. <laughs> we are a communications agency. Will's been running the business for the last three years, three and a half years? Uh, so it'll be three years this August, actually. August 24th, not that I'm counting. 24th. But, um, yeah. And I've recently joined. Um, March. I, yeah, I joined in March. Sorry. What a time to join, may I say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, talk about timing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've joined uh, basically help Will and to hopefully build a platform for us to grow. That was the plan three weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, it still is the plan. <laughs> the plan has not changed. Just the world outside of said plan has dramatically. Yeah. Is it affecting you guys much? You, so I was saying. Let's to remain you, topical. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, up until literally this Monday, it hadn't bothered us at all. And I thought I, I was quite cautiously optimistic about it all. And I think that like the last couple of days, it's been as it kind of has for everyone around us. Really, we've started to worry, but I think we're still very much. You know, we we know what we're here to do. We've got a job to be getting on with, so we're just focused on that really. And you know, we are actually still winning work, which is, you know, hopefully a, a testament to the service we do. But yeah. What so. makes St. James Studio different to all the other companies that are in the same arena? Oh, God, that's a good question. This interview is going to be loaded with good questions. Oh, my I'm Lord. <laughs> I feel like I should have prepped I now. Like I'll <laughs> leave with a better understanding of my business now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I guess really it's... Why did you start it, Will? Because that's the that's probably the exact so the, thing well, that you've created now, isn't it? So. Yeah, I mean, the reason I started it was a bit. It was a kind of mix of things. It was just I'm I'm a bad employee. I like to just kind of dabble in new ideas, try new things. Because I like read that. I read online that you've had a dabble in nine different businesses. Was it? I've had a few. I've had a few. <laughs> yeah. I just it's yeah. I kind of come up with these ideas and go. Do you know what? I'm just going to have a go. You know, just really just try it out. A serial and, entrepreneur. Yeah. Do you know, I don't, I, I'd never call myself that. But I guess, you know, I've, I've done a few things. I guess the, so obviously I do um, SJS or St. James Studio now. In the past, I've had t-shirt brands, which was quite good fun. I had a, a really cool little clothing brand, which I started when I was 16, actually, and ran it for two years. That was quite successful. And yeah, kind of folded it shortly thereafter because it just wasn't, it was very capital intensive, basically. I just couldn't sustain it at that age. And then I also did a record label. So my claim to fame what? is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did a record label. My claim to fame is that we actually signed a track which featured Shaggy, the rapper. Football is my is, life. Football is my life. Out. If you want a real, if you want to listen to some Euro, it's, it's a very Euro style song. But I'll it was add his, a link like, to Cup the tribute. podcast episode. I'll <laughs> add a link it to the podcast episode. Any favors. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great tune, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, after a while it starts to get a little bit catchy, I won't lie. But, it, um, yeah, it's it one of those really songs cool. that you will start singing it for the rest of the day. Yeah, hundred really. percent. And if you're a big football fan, all over that. Um, but the cool thing was, so we actually sold forty four and a half thousand copies, which was insane. So yeah, and, and my, basically my business partner at the time, his father was a fairly well known musician. I won't name names, but he he really helped mentor us and, and kind of guide the business in the right direction. Wow. Gave us so much advice, and you know, learned so much about the industry. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. 
But essentially, the you know the common thread between all of those things I tried, like I say, since I was fifteen, was that the I wouldn't say the business has failed because I'd always learned stuff and I always took some really valuable insight away from each one. But they always kind of perhaps didn't go as far as they could do just due to my lack of knowledge on marketing. So it's kind of it's quite interesting to see that over the last sort of seven years on from that, I've I've kind of landed in this position where. You know, having identified that that was a common problem between them all, I've really invested in just getting a career in in marketing, working my way through the ranks. You know, from just being a sort of marketing exec uh, through to a marketing manager, and then worked with the the last company I worked for, sort of managing their content globally, which was quite exciting. And yeah, then obviously I started SJS three years ago. So um, what was the vision? What was the vision back then? I mean, for me, I, I was feel free to pip in, Joe, because I think this is just like a let's interview Will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm Joe, by the way. <laughs> I'm behind the scenes. Absolutely, but um, yeah, it, it really, like, I guess the main driver for me was that I. So I always wanted to kind of, you know, I, I love creativity, and and that sort of maybe sounds a bit cliche to say, but I just love making content and you know playing with new ideas and and, and sort of playing well, experimenting that way. For you, Will, um, it was all about just delivering, you know, as per the promised. You know, yeah, you've you promised know, something, yeah. now deliver it, because you've had experience in the past working mm. with different agencies that yeah. perhaps promised something but didn't deliver it or were very... See, I, I've worked primarily in the construction industry, and the construction industry is very cutthroat Yeah. Uh, in that if you don't screw a screw in properly or let's, let's say flush a pipe properly, you're not going to get paid. Sure. And yeah. you have to prove every single inch of, of what you've carried out. Mm-hmm. Is it the same in the creative industry? D- yes, I think really. It, it, certainly when I first started out, there was a lot of... I, I was just aware of a lot of agencies that weren't perhaps giving the clients the, the value they really deserved. And, you know, I think they would sort of sell one thing, deliver another. And quite often, actually, in, in there's no reason for, from my perspective why this service should be the case. But, you know, you, you pay £100,000 for a website, but you get it a year and a half late. I'm just like, I can't. I yeah, would be yeah. in pieces if that was like my business and I saw that happening. So I think one thing we're we're really good at particularly and, um, you know, and our clients really sort of like about us, I guess, is that, you know, we're really reliable. If we say we're going to do something, we do it, you know, irrespective of what the impact is. You know, we just want to make sure that clients are getting what they deserve. Quality of the work's really high. And I think one thing that we're, I, I suppose, the, you know, the feedback we get from our clients is we're just really human. You know, we're not this sort of big corporate machine. We're not trying to be something we're not. It's... You know, you pick up the phone to myself or Joe and you just, you have a great conversation. And a lot of our clients are kind of our friends, really, which is quite nice. Who does what at St. James? So we both blend our roles quite well together. But so, Joe, you you basically kind of steer the ship. You're the... Yeah, so I've been involved with St. James Studio for the last, well, since it started. So yeah, actually, I've yeah. helped Will from day one um, with a lot of the sort of numbers side of it. Even come down to sort of some of the proposals uh, for clients Gosh, yeah, and he, he some really client comps. Yeah. So I know the business already, which is great. Um, and but on a day to day basis, I mean, I'm still in, I'm in week two now. Is it week two or three? Uh, uh, yeah. It's week three. Week three. Week three. Yeah, it yeah. is week three. Yeah. So I'm very new to it in terms of like the day to day stuff. But a lot of what I'm doing is like contracts, any contracts, reviewing. Yeah, I mean, just to add to that, actually, to uh, kind of the way that we, you know, when we're sort of working on any project, Joe has got such an amazing business background. You know, he's very, he's really good with like strategic thinking. He's obviously great with the accounts, being formerly an accountant as well. But, you know, so he, he really provides that business backbone to the business. Um, whereas for me, I'm just, I'm solely creative. You know, I, I can run a business. I, I have done up until the point Joe fully came on board. But actually, you know, his strengths in that area is so much better than mine. So I kind of, yeah, he gives me the freedom to actually just invest more in where I'm really good at and can add the value, which is creative, marketing, strategy, all that sort of thing. So, but the good thing is we both blend really well on each other's roles. How did you two meet? Because you're you're clearly friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so about four, literally about four years ago. Friend of a friend. Is there uh, a story behind us. it? 
because there's a story on it how really I met my random. best friend. Oh, okay, yeah. nice. Like, honestly, it was so random, wasn't it? Because we, like you say, we were just going to go meet a friend for lunch, and we did, and I, I was only meeting him, or so I thought. And I was only meeting him, or so I thought as well. Yeah, he and was then, just like, you know, whatever he was thinking in his mind. a blind but, date. Yeah, yeah. literally. <laughs> we and then Will got a text like five minutes before, didn't we? Like, oh, by the way, Will, on his case, you know, Joe or whatever, is, is joining. Do you mind? And I was like, no, that's fine didn't expect for us to you know kind of have the, the great vibe that we do it's well that same day so we went out for lunch chicken blues great establishment love that place it's definitely tested yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> went there and then i was like guys what are you up to for the rest of the evening i think it was a friday and they're like not a lot really do you want to do something i was like yeah come around we'll have a few beers and literally uh will and i were chatting until like four in the morning just having like it was weird just having a good old dmc yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. by the end of that day we knew everything and yeah. we're like really you know really good mates from that point on so it's a very similar story to how I met my best friend. My best friend, we used to always congregate at this pub. It's no longer there. It's called the Bellevue in, in Leon Silent near Portsmouth. Mm. Uh, and we were all congregating, loads of friends. I'd never met this chap, Lee, before. And I rocked up and it was about 10 o'clock. We'd all had a few beers and somebody had ordered chicken balls with a uh, sweet and sour sauce. Nice. Nice. And I was this kind of gregarious person. Uh, you wouldn't You wouldn't believe it. I think I rocked up saying, hi, I'm Matt. I'm the life of soul of every party. What do you want me to do? <laughs> so he Love said, he said, down this sweet and sour sauce. So I did. Legend. And then we've been best friends ever since. Wow. And have you had sweet and sour sauce ever since? I think we used to drive his Nissan Micro, which was nicknamed Scratchy. This is back in the late 90s. <laughs> it's slightly yeah. battered by chance. Yes, yeah. very. <laughs> so we've had some crazy, crazy escapades, yeah. It's I, weird, I, isn't it? How you it's a very people. strange story, but I saved his life as well. He had a cardiac arrest in front of me. Oh my goodness! Yeah, wow! Uh, and I kept him alive for forty-five minutes until the ambulance arrived, and then, yeah, he's still alive today. He's got a little Good box man. in his chest. Oh that wow! Okay, the most insane story. Wow! Good yeah. man. Wow. Crazy story. I would not know yeah. what to do if, if that happened to Will. I'd be like, "Yes, the business is mine." <laughs> <laughs> now what? Of do course, I do? Not. Yeah. Peace and quiet. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, it sounds like you've got such a great relationship with your friend there, and I think actually, you know, I imagine you've probably gone like mad adventures and all these kind of things as well. Not so you? much or, now because oh, okay. yeah, we're older and we've Fine. got children and. Oh yeah, wives yeah. And adulting like a boss. Yeah. I think I think that's <laughs> that is key, isn't it? To you know, while you are working in a sort of potentially pressured environment with the work, it's going to be full on, especially now with everything mm. that's going on. So, what struggles what, do you do you see coming down the hill apart from coronavirus? Well, I, yeah, I think that's probably really the biggest uh, one for us right now, isn't we, it? But I think we need to look at it as uh, it sounds perhaps a bit too optimistic, but have to look at the positives. Um, and whilst there is a lot of negatives out there, we just have to, you know have to just use the time if we do gain any more time out of the back end of this just to mm. see what we can do and um, yeah. just keep positive and keep going. So so let's imagine we're two or three months down the line, the coronavirus pandemic has sort of gone away. Yeah, where do you see the, Yeah, <laughs> that'd be very nice. Where do you see the business going? Where's the, what's the, what's the vision? So, so I'm actually quite excited because we, we had obviously a, a pretty serious chat about it all earlier in the week and um, you know, sort of building on from what you're saying there about actually there's there is actually a lot of opportunity. So we're we're kind of using maybe not that we've got a lot of downtime, but you know, this time to reset, reshape what we're offering, how we're working, and make it a lot more of a you know, more efficient and just a, a better service all round. But I think, you know, in terms of it's so long as we can get through this this tough patch, I think actually we'll be oh, I've kind of lost what I was gonna say. We want then. growth basically. Yeah, we That's just want our, to grow. Our yeah. goal is growth, providing it's not too extreme. So if we want it to be sensible, you know, not not too much, not too fast but just sustainable growth and then just see what we can do. We'd love it if we had like a, a Google style office. Um, yeah, that would be Bean offering bags. some really yeah. cool, like really cool <laughs> environment for staff to come to work out. We like want to be seen as the agency that people want to work with, but also come and work for. What kind so. of staff do you want? Just really cool. People like you, Matt. 
Yeah. Really? Do you want yeah, to people... join the empire? <laughs> if you're going to save people's lives, we need you on board. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but but yeah. on, a, a seri- on a serious note, where do you, what, obviously you two are friends and you get on really well. Yeah. If you were going to bring somebody in, how would you assess that? Interesting. Well, I think because we we had a sort of chat about this before, and in terms of the areas of the business that we want to perhaps enhance and you know, add more skill to, so things like development and just generally also the marketing as well, which is a huge part of, of what we do day to day. So someone that can really help us in forming those new ideas, helping our clients as well to think outside the box. And you know, the, the great thing that we have with our clients is the the relationship where no matter what the problem is that they're facing, they just come to us and go, "What would you do to solve this?" And you know, we put our thinking hats on and, and come up with some really cool ideas and. That's actually allowed them to create a lot of impact, which is, is exciting. So someone that can really just assist and actually enhance that process specifically. So, you know, we're sort of monitoring it quite closely. But I think, you know, we'll probably start off with the marketing side. It's a real big thing in our business. So, you know, and then that'll evolve over to maybe some more of the tech stuff. Because I think there is a, a real opportunity for us to actually maybe start building our own platforms that help us achieve certain things for our clients. So it's, yeah, a bit of, bit of both. I think alongside the actual skills that we want that person to hopefully have, it's very much about the fit as well. So, providing they get on well with us, yeah, um, yeah. we we love a bit of banter. Yeah. We love yeah. it. Like, it's yeah. constant. It's, it's throughout fun. the whole day. It's constant. So it's a really good vibe. Um, but we'd be looking for someone that just wants to get involved and have a good time with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and have the same values as us. So we yeah. want what to. Be, values? We want to deliver great client work constantly. We're working on a business plan at the moment, so we've got something a bit more robust. But we basically want to be delivering exceptional service to our clients mm. going over, over and above where we can obviously you know the, the honesty and the openness and the trans well the whole transparency approach that we've got you know yeah. we're we're very honest with all of our clients you know we don't hide anything and someone that can really sort of you know double down in that effort as well and like we said before we're we're, we're so adaptable like we're constantly responding to certain situations within our clients businesses and just you know the wider economy as well so yeah just someone that can Muscle on through and do a great job. And have, a and good have fun. Because you spend so much of your time at work, right? So yeah, it's, yeah. it's just, it'll be really cool to have someone that makes that bit a lot more enjoyable. But, you know, at the same time, we're, we're still here to do what we're paid for. So Where do you see the future of the creative industry? Very interesting. So I think there's there's a lot of things evolving. So, you know, from a, te- a tech point of view, it's getting a lot more technical, which is, you know, for me, I love it. I love going kind of diving into all the data and coming up with lots of mad ideas off the back of that. But I think, you know, in terms of, content it's you know there's gonna be that push to having things that are a lot more i don't think experiential is the right word but you know things like we're, we're having discussion um, before about ar and vr how that plays a part in in modern marketing you know certainly from a you know a product side of things you know experiencing that product within your home you ikea are like big ikea. in that aren't they yeah, yeah. ikea are absolutely named in their right new now. sonos uh lamp yes I love that's it. cool I've, 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 really like I've been around the store in Southampton they've got a little booth set up where you can yep. yeah. yeah yeah I had a little part I was on the phone to Will because I went to Ikea on my own just to get grab a few things for the office and um I was FaceTiming him around the store because <laughs> I got really funny. really bored you've got a signal in Ikea yeah I, I just hooked up, <laughs> <laughs> hooked up to their wi-fi it's not too bad yeah. <laughs> and I went straight into the booth and just had a little boogie it was hilarious yeah there we were people dancing walking at the end of the phone as well it was great <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny it's so good but yeah they're they're really hot on it aren't they with the with the tech yeah, yeah. Um, I think, you know, I would largely expect more brands to be pushing towards that side of things. Automation? Um, automation, yeah, we're sort of largely all over that. We love a bit of automation. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just allows us to do far more with with a lot less time. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, automation, AR and VR. And I think as well, brand experiences, you, I mean, that's such a wide 
catch-all phrase but you know i think actually brands that are able to build really quite amazing experiences you, you see it with things like mercedes you know they do really crazy events to launch their cars and you know get people involved how that then obviously transforms itself onto social media and how they partner with things like influencers and, and things like that so i think you know just making it kind of is our unofficial tagline is just being more human you know helping people create amazing memories around brands and through their products i think well. that's key when you're trying to identify i mean i do it from a from a personal brand perspective i do it I like people to know that they've met me mm. and I'm very good at recognizing people after I've met them and, and putting a face to a name and then having that rapport with somebody. And then my online presence is very much the same. So I'll be able to comment on lots of people's uh, content. I like mm -hmm. to bring people into sort of mm. the experience. How do you go about doing that for a brand? What's the, what's your go-to method? Oh, that is a, that's a very good question. I'm, <laughs> I'm really hot on the whole personal brand thing. I think people buy people at the end of the day. So if Absolutely. you're trying to push, you know, without trying to sound too salesy, if you're trying to push sales, yeah, it's it's great to have the whole the marketing around the brand, but also for people to not to forget about the like the key uh, relationships of the business, like the key directors, the key yeah. managers, because really they should be pushing their own personal brands. Exactly like you've just said, Matt, people are gonna you know react better to yeah, yeah. having a more human personal touch with someone as opposed to with a brand so i think if you believe yeah. in your product and you clearly do at st james you clearly believe that what you're generating is proper value if you believe that you're generating value why wouldn't somebody want to be on board with that that's that's the key message when you believe in sales and you're trying to push a sales process or you're trying to get a client to come on board if you recognize that you're actually delivering value it's the personal belief that you are delivering that value that the client then believes. They have that trust in yeah. you, don't Exactly, they? So, yeah. yeah. The yeah. trust is the word I was looking for, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, you know, with those conversations, you know, if, let's say if it was a new client that, that was looking to engage with us, we, you know, we can show them the numbers and, you know, anybody can do that. But I think actually, you know, one thing we always make a point of is that regardless of what stage meeting or who, who we might be meeting, um, within a, a prospective client, we we just go in there with loads of ideas and we just, you know, just like we say, it's an overused phrase, but we just deliver value from the very first point of contact. You know, we're just constantly suggesting cool things they could try out and, you know, just helping them kind of break through any challenges they're having. And, you know, then we show them the numbers and they're like, oh, okay, you've done some good stuff. And, you know, it's, it's you know, but I think we, well, ultimately we just lead with, with ourselves really, you know, we're, you know, we, we talk to them and, and just have a chat, get to know them. And then I think that trust naturally builds. The cliche um, they phrase, get our vibe. We think out th thinking outside the box, yeah. which I hate that phrase, yeah, but that's what yeah. it's all about, isn't it? You've got to always think on your toes and think. I think there know. are phrases in business now which have been overused. You said it earlier, entrepreneur yep. is, a, yeah. is a massive overused phrase. Thinking outside I've the box. I myself an entrepreneur. I really do. I just, I just can't. Well, that's it the thing. A lot, a lot of people don't don't engage with that because it's it does put them in a... In a certain well, I think a lot of social media stars class themselves as entrepreneurs, but actually they've just got large social media followings. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I see that far too often. I think that's why I'm so turned off by it, frankly. It's, yeah. you know, I'm just Will. Yeah, I have a business in the background, but, you know, I'm, I'm Will first. I'm not a, you know, agency. I'm not an entrepreneur or anything like that. I'm just Will. So I think it's, you know... And yeah. people value that, don't they? And here's, here's another overused phrase, authenticity. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you know, you've just got to be, you've got to be you. There's, there's nothing else really. Um, yeah, you can be authentic that. and still be a dick. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You're yeah. an authentic dick. Then. Yeah. <laughs> so where do you see the business going in five years? What's the five-year vision? Well, we have big plans, don't we, Joe? Yeah, we're actually working <laughs> this week on our one vision. So whilst we've, like, I might have a personal vision, this is where I want to be in five years. Will might, you know, Obviously, you might have heard about his racing career. Yeah. Wants to We've take got some up. pretty wild personal life so vibes. He, yeah. So he'll have his own sort of goals in five years. But we're working together this week, actually. Um, I think we're doing it at some point today, potentially. Um, yes. But sitting down and 
deciding what the one vision is for St. James Studio. So we both know what that is, but it's just plotting those ideas on paper. So yeah. Yeah. like I said, for me, it's all about growth and also giving other people the opportunity to get involved with what we're doing Absolutely, with the yeah. staffing side. So getting getting a team on board that just love what they do and just want to deliver great. So awesome let's say you walk into your office in five years time. What's it going to look like? Remote. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully well, not. It's either Barbados. Yeah. <laughs> office vibes. Um, or, yeah, everyone's working from home with a cup of tea in hand. But um, I think, you know, we've got some, you know, we've got those high level things kind of locked down. So we, we know we don't want to grow beyond 25 members of staff. You know, not for any, I just think anything beyond that is a bit more of a, it's a bit chaotic to handle and a bit too much. But, you know, I think at that level, we can be really great support to everyone in our team and also have all the capacity and the skills and the resource to just deliver. Great so you work. want to remain hands on? I think so. It, it's it's kind of a, a tricky one at this point because, like we say, we both have aspirations for our own personal lives. And, you know, I've mentioned sort of on various platforms, I'd love to become a professional racing driver. That is something I'm really trying to push forward towards. Let's stop so. driving into walls, Will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've dinged my car a few times, but, um, you know, it's... Is your car yeah. name Scratchy? <laughs> <laughs> no, it should be. No, it's called Denty. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, um, so, you know, with that, if, if I was able to realise that ambition, that would be amazing. I think I still want to be hands-on because I I don't see a future at the moment, at least, where I'm not involved in this business. I think... You know, it's it's something I can see going on for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, it's obviously going to evolve and change shape and things like that over that period of time. But, you know, I think I, yeah, I just, I love the idea of coming into a, you know, whether it's an office or whatever format we're working on in 10 years time, who knows, you know, and just working with really great people, you know, because I'm, I'm quite a social person. So I like to be around people all the time and, you know, bounce off ideas. I think that's, that format works for me. But how about you, Jeff? Yeah, I, I agree, to be fair. I think with a lot of small business owners, um, if you remove that person from the business, then the business fails Yeah, yeah. in a lot of cases. And I think currently... Because it's that, your passion at the end of the day. Yeah. That's without th that passion, it doesn't have that drive. Absolutely. You need mm. to be be there full focus. You know, you kind of need the horse blinkers on to yeah. sort of have that one vision and go in that one direction. A lot of people yeah. try and do different things at once and perhaps drop the ball on, on their main main yeah. focus, which is the business. Yeah. So, so remain true to your core. Of yeah. Whilst I, I definitely believe that our main focus is going to be on St. James Studio. The more we can do to not eliminate Will from the equation, but if we can enable a business to run without One perhaps both. us both having to yeah. be there on a constant day-to-day yeah. -day basis so that we can, you know, enjoy our other passions and, and things we want to do. I think that's do. the fundamental part of building a team yeah. in your image and being able to leave the business to function. It's massively important, yeah. massively important. And that comes down to bringing the people in that you need and trust. Yes. Yeah. And actually, I think even at this early stage and where our business is at, from, from certainly from my side, it's actually been quite difficult. You know, Joe's sort of there with a crowbar saying, no, give me that job. I can yeah, I'm prizing stuff out of him. Like, I can do this. It's so weird because, you know, and many people in the same position as us are probably finding it the same, which is that I've just been doing it all myself for three years. Obviously, Joe has continually been there in the background and so forth. But the day to day, it's very much just been like, right, I've got to do this, this and this. And, you know, now it's I'm really enjoying actually, you know, as we're starting to kind of get into a groove of things, like you say, we're a few weeks in, but, you know, sharing stuff with Joe and, and he's like, yeah, don't worry, I'll take that on. That's fine. And I'm like, oh, that's given me so much time. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's really and, and actually, you know, as a, a net effect of that, I honestly feel like I'm a lot more creative, yeah. a lot less stressed, you know, and, you know, we're just, we, we've got a really good momentum in the business at the moment. That's one of my fundamental weaknesses is that I like to hoard all the tasks yeah. Yeah. because nobody else can do them as good as me. Yeah. Um, and it, it's taken, it's taken some personal work over the last couple of years to just to let go and mm -hmm. let other people have a bit of this and a bit of that. Yeah. Um, but you've got to do it. You've mm -hmm. got to do it. And, and 
being a leader is about knowing what you can offload, yes. but also yeah. what you can keep in, to keep the horse blinkers on, what you need to keep control of in order to keep the direction of the company. Yeah, maintain yeah. a bit more momentum and keep that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys have both worked for other people in the past? Yeah. Yes, I presume. Yeah. What's been your experience of being an employee? What would you say is a good boss and what would you say is a poor boss I've in terms of characteristics and personality? I've seen a, a good little uh, picture online of a manager or, oh, yeah, and a leader. Yeah. You've probably seen it. Yeah. Or, or a boss and, a, and a, a leader. I'd say a leader is someone that brings you along with them on the journey. Yeah. As opposed to saying, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing that. It's very much a case of we are. Let's do this together. Yeah. Because everyone knows doing something together, you know, you're going to have a better outcome. So someone mm. that's going to lead that, as opposed to dictate. That is like you said just now about being able to offload and being able to give direction that is very hard to do in practice a lot of bosses let's say find that very difficult to say come on let's do this together mm -hmm. they would rather tell and if somebody doesn't succeed chastise them for it and if they do succeed oh that was brilliant oh, that was my idea yeah definitely mm. you've got to give yeah allow people to come up with their own ideas yeah because at the end of the day we don't have all the ideas under the sun you know you can't rely on just will's brain to come up with everything creative mm. you know, whilst you are incredibly creative there are probably other people out there that have other ideas as well that could work in you know in different ways so mm. if they were staff members go for it we would be prizing those ideas out of them and yeah. definitely allowing them to run with it as their own idea and yeah, I think actually, you know, in terms of how, you know, if we got to that point where we start bringing in quite a good, a good few numbers of members of the team, one thing that I suppose even we do now, which is kind of a good foundation, is that you're not afraid to challenge me on my ideas. I'm not afraid to challenge you on yours. And it's actually, you know, we would certainly try as best we can to inspire confidence in those that, that join us to, to feel the same. Because, you know, like you're saying there, I'm not going to be right 100% of the time. You know, there are, I, you know, I'm wrong now and then. And it's good to kind of, you know, for you to call me out on that and actually say, are you thinking about it this way and so forth? Because... It's very easy to just have your, your blinkers on and be like, right, my way or the highway, but it just doesn't work. You know, you can't work like that. I spoke to a really interesting guy this morning, actually, on another podcast that we're currently <laughs> yeah, doing, yeah, also yeah. James Studio, what? collaborating with <laughs> Podcast Labs on. And he was talking about, you know, he's as a leader as well, he's very much about, guys, we need your ideas. How are we going to get out of this? Yeah, you know? yeah. Perhaps not get out of this current situation, but what can we do to improve the situation that we are currently facing as a business? And he, you know, he gave his, his team the ability to come up with ideas. One of the members of the team came up with an idea and it's amazing what they've done. Yeah, and, and they've implemented it. Quite a lot of money as a business. So, you know, if you, if you didn't have that open forum where you were kind of allowed to, you know, put forward your ideas, challenge the boss and whatever they're saying. That's about having an environment where everybody is trusted and everybody yes. is valued. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So, have yeah. you ever worked in an environment... And I'm not asking you to name names, but have you ever worked in an environment where you haven't felt valued or trusted? A hundred percent, big yeah. time. I left that job pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing my AAT. So basically my background is accounts. So I mm -hmm. um, chartered about three years ago now. But when I was doing my AAT, which is like my first accountancy qualification, I worked, um, I had annual contracts, apprenticeships. And one of them, uh, she was a, she was a big dictator. <laughs> and we cut the problem was the office was so small there's like four people in there and we just clashed heads and just both didn't like each other from the off and she just didn't ev everything that i said was just completely shot down even if it was a great idea which obviously they all were yeah <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> no not really but uh, yeah every idea was just sh shot down because it was it came from my mouth and we clashed yeah and it's such a shame because it it tainted the whole relationship tainted my enjoyment of work i hated that whole year uh, I'm glad I did it because I learned a lot from it in terms of 
perhaps the leading. How not to behave. Yeah, yeah. how not to behave um, yeah. and how not to treat uh, your team. Yeah, that's, I, that's what I've taken from my poor experiences in, in business is that, yes, it was a job at the time, but I've managed to use that experience now yeah. to not lead in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you've got to recognize those behaviors in yourself when it, when it comes to that situation, yeah. that you can't just shoot people down or say no. You've got to explain and be truthful, honest, transparent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's massively important. Do you have experienced that so much in in you know certainly my sort of early marketing career? You know, you'd put forward ideas just like you were saying, Joe, and you know the the, the boss, the manager, the, the the leader, or whatever. They would kind of they would just go, no, that's a bad idea. But what you really need at that point is that's not the way I would do it, and this is why. You know, they, I think I found that none of them would really explain what's going on. So. You know, if you think of it that way, they're just taking away my ability to grow as a person and learn. So, you know, I think I found that quite tough. And your desire to be creative as well. If someone yeah. just says, nah, that's yeah. not going to work for me. Yeah. yeah. It's you're like, okay. No, nah, I'm not going to. So then you're like, well, what direction do I have to, to enable me to be creative, but What's in the, the right direction? Option? Yeah. 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 And if, if there's a, someone doesn't even give you the opportunity to you know, ask him those open questions, like, what do you think we should do here? Or, mm. okay, this doesn't quite work for the client brief, but have you thought about exploring down this avenue? Mm. Yeah. You could literally give them the idea on a plate and they just come up with something incredible. And then all of a sudden they've, you know, that they feel like they've expressed their creativity and done something amazing. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. comes in all forms. It could be accountancy. If you're a creative accountant, then you should probably be phoning HMRC and <laughs> holding your hands out and getting handcuffed. <laughs> <laughs> However, you can still be, you can still be a, you know, you can do creative bits and bobs. Let's ignore the fact that we're talking about numbers and accounts here. <laughs> I don't want to get... Uh, this brings us nicely onto the sales change five questions, which we ask on every single podcast. Yeah, I like okay. this. Very yeah. exciting. Yeah, so yeah. this is this is the first question. Which leader do you look up to the most? So this might sound a bit cheesy, but I honestly would say Joe Aww. in our business. You know, I said because you know, like I said, he's such. I mean, we're, we're in patchy, well, difficult times at the moment. Let's be honest. And I think for me, I'm I realize I'm quite an emotional person. In in any case, you know, whether it be sort of anxiety or I start worrying about silly things and all that kind of stuff and you know, one thing that's really shone through, particularly over the last week where it's got quite, you know, scary in certain senses, Joe's been there like, don't worry, I'm not worried about this. This is why he, he's given that strength rational. and that rational thinking. And, you know, off the back of that, I've chilled out massively. I'm just like, you know what, we're c- perfectly capable as a business of weathering this storm. We will mm-hmm. get through it. Um, so, you know, I think certainly, Joe, you the man. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a very, what am I trying to say? That's a that's probably a great representation of the national thought at the moment. Half mm. of us are, what are we going to do? Yeah. What are we going to do? And the other half are, the are rational <laughs> and yeah. understand where the what the situation is. Yeah, I think I, I hate feeding into the panic. Pers- personally, I'm just not going to feed into it. I think we've just got to keep calm, keep positive. I read loads and loads of books uh, about positive thinking and you know making the best of a situation just going to keep doing that really and as long as we've all got our heads above the parapet and as you know business owners entrepreneurs whatever you want to call the ourselves perhaps the collective um we just got to stick together and i mean we're offering our help and if if people want to just literally have a chat and say well what can we do about our situation at the moment if you've got any ideas we're happy to have a chat with them just to help them out yeah I mean, to quote High School Musical here, we are all in this together. <laughs> I thought you can say we're breaking free. <laughs> Hashtag Brexit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, and who's the leader that you look up to the most, Joe? Um, I... Moving swiftly on. <laughs> yeah, ignore that word. Thought we'd forgotten about Brexit. <laughs> so I look up to a few different people. Um, one of them is my nonno. So I come from an Italian background and uh, he runs a business or you know, historically ran a business um, 
in precision engineering. And he taught me so much about business, leading, you know, just general mindset, values, that kind of stuff. But in terms of a leader that I look up to most is, as I said, I read loads of books, but one of them is Anthony Robbins. Yes. As an author or speaker, I think everything that he does is incredible. Um, he really does motivate his team. Uh, he motivates the world, I think. He's become such a key figure and yeah. key influencer. I'm guessing you've watched the Netflix. Oh, yeah, I have. Yes. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. real. I'm I am real. not your guru. Yeah, yeah. so good. I've, I really want to go and watch one of his um, seminars, actually. I think he's in supposed to be in London towards the end of this year. So if I think, if I remember rightly, so I'll go and check that out. Yeah. Someone else is Richard Branson. I think he's another great example of someone that's just a fantastic leader. I don't really have one specifically. It's more mm -hmm. of a... Collective a network to of use that word again. potential leaders. They've yeah. all got benefit, you know, they've all got characteristics that I, I truly admire and definitely the values, yeah. Yeah. What did you want to be when you grew up, Will? Well, this also might sound a little bit cliche and cheesy, but I I think I I've always had that thing where I wanted to run my own business. But you know, blending alongside of that when I was a kid, I wanted to be a, a fireman, a policeman, a racing driver, an astronaut. So really kind of the whole usual smattering of things, but yeah, pretty happy with where I ended up, I think. <laughs> Joe? Cool. <laughs> cool story, bro. Yeah. You're going to tell it again. <laughs> you want to be a fireman? All right. Um, for me, so it's a weird one, actually. I, I, again, I wanted to always run my own business. I started from a young age of selling cupcakes and I was only flicking through Facebook the other day. I should delete it. I know it's complete waste of my time but you know the memories pop up yeah yep. and it was I think 11 years ago so I was 15 uh, 16 <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think I was about oh, it must have been less than that actually maybe I was I don't know I was quite young anyway I was at middle school selling cans of coke uh, and chewing gum and just that entrepreneurial like buzz I just get so excited by it all but yeah from the age of 12 I decided I wanted to become an accountant weirdly um, so that I could have a really good base foundation knowledge of the numbers of in business. Yeah. Get to go and meet loads of different uh, company owners, businesses, that kind of thing, just to give me that foundation knowledge so that I could then implement that when I eventually started my business, which I had no clue what it was going to be in. But obviously, meeting Will and now, now this, so hopefully I can put some of that into yeah, practice, yeah. some of that knowledge. So, yeah, I wanted to be a... An accountant. An accountant. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Uh, what was the next question? You know, I totally forgot about something that I have more say than all the other stuff that I wanted to do when I was a kid. I actually wanted to be an actor. So did I did like drama school and everything. I completely forgot that I did that. I was just like, oh yeah. You are quite <laughs> dramatic. But... Yes, yeah, yeah. You went to drama school? Extra. Yeah, I went to drama school. Yeah, yeah. So um, well, as in, it was basically like I did it alongside my normal schooling. So it was, you know, the, I think it was Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have a feeling. So we did um, just sort of performance training. So I was actually in a couple of musicals as well, so... Which is surprising because I cannot sing <laughs> or dance, so I had no value to provide. But oh, I was no. in, so I was in, um, I was in Hairspray, Sister Act, and Footloose, and it was like a compilation type show. It was at the Lighthouse, uh, local theatre to us, and yeah, and it was it was a three and a half hour show. Like it was wow. brutal. But yeah, I, I played an American in one of them, and then I did a little bit of ensemble dancing in the other, badly, but I did it. <laughs> so yeah, now that was that was another thing. Cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What was the worst job that you could do, and why? Ooh. Can I go with that one? Yeah, of course. I have got the biggest phobia of birds, and I think it's because they don't have eyelids and they just stare at you. <laughs> so anything about they birds... They not have eyelids. They don't have eyelids. Oh I don't think they do anyway, but you know they just stare? It all stemmed from I was outside Greg's once eating a sandwich in the dolphin centre in pool, and this massive seagull comes down and 
literally, I'm I'm head on with this thing. We're literally face to face, fighting over this sandwich, and it grabbed it out of my hands and flew away. That is terrifying. But so I am, you couldn't work <laughs> in an aviary. Oh no, that would honestly be the worst MCK. worst job of all time. I have a have a surprise for you. Oh, this yeah. weekend we're going to Birdworld. Uh, <laughs> yeah, prove it. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I'm ill. Yeah. <laughs> what about your job, Will? Do you know? I think. On a similar vein, because I'm a, I'm a bit of a clean freak. Like I don't I don't do well with mess. I'd probably say something along the sides of like pest control. I, I just couldn't. And actually, more so, anything to do with wasps. Get I can me I out can. Funnily enough, I can arrange a little day for you as well. Will. <laughs> my, my dad runs a pest control company. <laughs> yeah, so, unfortunately, I'm uh, I'm actually in uh, quarantine at the moment. So uh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. But we can get you out there on a day day in the life of a pest controller. Yeah, honestly, just wasps are my greatest fear in life. Are they? Yeah, bumblebees I've been learned to become more chilled out about, like I can deal with them buzzing <laughs> around, but if they get too close, I start running. But yeah, wasps are a big no-no. Absolutely not. How about you, Matt? What's the worst job that I could do? Yeah. Has yeah. anyone ever asked you this? No, no one's ever asked me oh, this. Oh, how the tables have turned. Uh, the go. worst job that I how could do... How about we interview you, <laughs> Step Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> the worst job that I could do would probably be something where I am restricted in my thinking mm -hmm. so it'd probably be a cleaning job or something that's very monotonous five data entry <laughs> yeah data entry yeah. and that's been a common worst job on the sales change questions really, really? yeah wow. data entry monotony just yep. something which is just boring mm. i think a lot of that can now be automated thank god because of technology oh, yeah. so especially yeah. with data entry you've got um gonna put my accountant hat on here but yeah. you've got the likes of receipt bank you know zero they're they're literally taking the jobs of bookkeepers and automating. I've just realised I said that I wouldn't like a job where I was told what to do, and I'm former army. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why I left. <laughs> yeah, as a former. Yes. Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. Which is your favourite platform, and why? L it's become LinkedIn. I used to hate LinkedIn. Um, I didn't know how to use the platform. I think it's because I didn't use it that it didn't change its preferences to suit my like what I like to see and stuff. Yeah. I love LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn now. I think it's so good. There's so much positivity and good vibes on it. I used to probably be a bit of an Instagram person. You really should add in their TikTok. I was going to say, I would I go rogue and just go TikTok for sure. There have been, there yeah. have been some answers that have I'm been off-piste. Uh, honestly. Yeah, yeah, we started shooting them in the office when we were... Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Minute. It's good fun. What's your TikTok handle? Just so everyone can... Oh, I don't know if I should reveal such a thing. Um, William St. James. Just the name. That's it. I'm just, I don't know what mine is. I'm going to have a look. Yours is Joey Fernando Hayes. Oh, yes, my uh, ex-vlogging career. Yes. <laughs> it's Joseph Fernando Hayes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everyone's going to follow you now. Now I'm going to have to make videos. I mean, thanks, Matt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prove ourselves. Secretly world. buzzing. <laughs> and what was the last book that you read? This is bad. So I have this. I'm not a book reader. So I, I think I've only ever read like maybe one or two books in my entire life. You've never read Harry Potter? No, actually I haven't. I think I, the only book I remember, I was really trying to get into it, probably should have done it sequentially, but it was Chamber of Secrets. So I was really trying to like read that. And I, I think I only really got past half, not even halfway, to be honest. I'm more of a kind of, I'm a blog reader. I read articles, constantly reading the news, things like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm not really a book man, unfortunately. But what was the last book that you picked up? Last book I actually picked up was IKEA Instructions Manual. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some flat map furniture. Um, I actually think it was what was it? It was four hour work week. Mm -hmm. So Joe really encouraged me to check it out. Um, and so yeah, I, I kind of to be fair, that's probably the most complete book reading I've done. It, you know, I've got I got nearly towards the end. 
and lent it to <laughs> nearly the towards the end. Nearly towards the end. Uh, it was actually 300 pages. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I say that was good. And then I kind of in parallel to that also eat that frog, which I thought was a really interesting book. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes What's that about so it's basically about if you, you know, look at your, your day's tasks and things like that. We've all got a, a frog in there somewhere. So it's usually a job that's a bit of a bit of a tough one to get started. It requires a lot of effort up front. And, you know, it could be I mean, in our world, it's probably something like a really complicated video edit, for example, versus a series of social pieces or something. You know, that would be the frog. So the, the book basically says, get that thing done first, you know, because ultimately everything after that's a breeze. But, you know, if you're a morning person, great. Utilize that energy. Apply it all to this this big beast that's in your in your diary. Just get it done. And it, it has actually the, you know, it goes into a lot more detail, offers more of an explanation as to why. But for me, it's been really helpful, actually. Yeah, I'm a lot more productive. It's really easy, isn't it? If you if there's a job you're not really looking forward to doing, mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, I'm just going to park that for the for the time being. So easy to push it back in the diary. Yeah. And then, you know, you push it back too far and then you're in trouble because the client's like, where is this, Will? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, fortunately, we don't have too much of that. So that's all good. But yeah, so I'll sort of say to Joe occasionally, I've got a frog to deal with today, Joe. And then we put a plan in place and get it done. Absolutely. For me, the last book I read was, um, I spoke to you about it the other day, Matt. It's Feck Perfection. Say that and I have careful. to say that carefully because <laughs> it's one of those, it's one of those, but it's all about, it's a really, really interesting book. It's all about creativity. So when you're young, between the age of naught and 18, you're influenced by everyone to be imaginative. You know, there's nothing to do on a Sunday at home and your parents might have a afternoon nap and they're like, well, go and use your imagination and do build something. Build that Lego set. Yeah, go yeah. and build that or do that, you know, go and do some painting or go and do some drawing or I heard it a lot when I was younger and I still heard it when I was older. My parents have been very encouraging for my creativity and they're, you know, all for it, as you know, as in my whole family, which is great. But it's not, I think that when you get past the age of 18, a lot of people sort of say, right, now you need to get yourself a proper job and don't worry about creativity, follow, follow process, follow rules, follow systems, blah, 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 blah. And this book's all about saying, well, actually, no, you should, if you're a cre- if you're creative, even if you're not creative, you should always try to exercise that creativity um, and, yeah, and just think outside the box. Again, another little cliche phrase. <laughs> but, yeah, it just says, you know, if you are if you want, just go and grab a, a paintbrush and do some painting and don't feel like you're doing something against what society and wants from and you. And don't strive for perfection. Yeah. Just do it. Just yeah. get on with it, yeah. yeah. There's another book that I, I never read, but I just read the title and it was called Start Now and Get Perfect Later. Mm-hmm. And I didn't Love need. To, I didn't need to read. That's the book. exactly what we did with this podcast. You know, was it really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's the way to go. Honestly, so many people need things to be perfect before they even think about starting something. I just had an idea, and then the podcast labs allowed me to create that idea. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't have a website. And then I had a launch date of February the seventeenth, which was the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, go and check out the first two episodes. But we had the first creation date, and then it just happened. Mm-hmm. And then I had to do the website. I had to do the, the it video. It forces you into it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. But in a, in a great but way. But we started. Yeah. And that's, that's a great message. Absolutely. Love no, I love that. I'm, I'm constantly reading different books and different stuff. So obviously I've read The 4-Hour Work Week. Anthony Robbins, Unleash the Giant Within. You asked for one book and I'm giving no, you no, 20. No, no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> the Secret by Rhonda oh, Byrne. I've bought that and I've never read it. Oh. It's on Netflix. Just watch it. That's what Is I it? did. Yeah. Yeah. The I'm whole like, not a book reader. but It's all about uh, Law of Attraction. But you mm. might believe in it, you might not. I didn't. Then I read the book, then something happened, and it was incredible. And I was like, uh, yeah. it's because my mind was in that place. Mm. I'm not saying it's some sort of magical, mystical thing, but my my mind was open to opportunity. An opportunity came, I took it, and benefited from it, which was great. 
So yeah, go out and read The Secret or or listen to it on um, Netflix. Yes. Thanks, guys. Thank you Thank very you, much. Matt. Thanks I really for having enjoyed, us. Uh, I've loved this. Enjoyed being on. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't go anywhere yet. Julio, tell people where they can get more information. If you like the podcast, go visit saleschange.co.uk. That's good, but you said dot, do, dot. Saleschange.co.uk. Why don't you head? No, 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 no. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Go to saleschange.co.uk and saleschange.co.uk and subscribe to our incredible newsletter. Thanks for listening.